0: Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly.
1: Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is brought to you by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Nationwide or worldwide, there will always be a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. Boost Mobile. Everything you've always wanted in a mobile carrier. By Jesse Ray's barbecue in Las Vegas, championship taste for lunch, dinner, or a pregame feast. Behind the mask and behindthemask.com for all of your hockey needs on ice or in line. By Oxypow, our chemical free line of cleaning products gets the funk out of your equipment or office. Visit us at oxypow.com. UNLV Hockey ACHA D1 Hockey, world class city. Buy M Drive. Take our short quiz at MDriveForMen.com and see which M Drive fits your lifestyle. Buy Summer Skates. Show off your team pride with shower shoes and koozies for the whole squad. Go to Ice slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Buy Burrito Express. Six East Valley locations for great taste and great value. Go to burritoexpress.com to find the location near you. And by the University of Arizona Wildcats. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh.
2: All right. Welcome in, hockey fans, Uh, ACHA hockey fans, WCHL hockey fans. This is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona, where it's a toasty 112 as we go on the air tonight. My uh, co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh, up from a smoky Las Vegas, Nevada, where I'm guessing it's in the... Uh... I think Stephen's on <laughs> He, he'll come back to us i i know he will uh just be a matter of time here hold on and I'm, uh i'm here i'm here oh okay okay just wanted to make sure
3: <laughs> no it it is smoky you're right and it's it's hot here i didn't i you cut out there for a minute and hear all you said but i know that it's it is not as hot as arizona but it's still pretty warm here but it is august and it's still hot so that's that's okay
2: yeah, I hear you. Well, uh, as I told you off air, I'm battling a bit of a viral infection in my lungs. So uh, uh, if I gasp a little bit or I cough a little bit and I can't find the mute button fast enough, you'll know what uh, what I'm dealing with. But uh, trying to get it all out of the way before uh, before the hockey season starts. But
3: Yeah, you uh, got to get it out of the way, Scott, because uh, – we got a busy fall and winter ahead of us with everything we've got going on with all the coverage for the different levels of hockey that we're going to do, including the WCHL, which, you know, which is what the focus of this show is. And, Oh, so get it, get all your infections and stuff out of the way now, Scott. (laughs) I'm working on it. Uh,
2: I'm usually good for a case of pneumonia once a year. So uh, I don't have it yet. I don't believe, but uh, we'll, We'll keep battling it. Um, yeah, you're right. Tonight we got a jam-packed show. we got uh, the commissioner of the uh, Western Collegiate Hockey League, Chris Perry, joining us in about uh, two minutes here. And we also have the head coach of the Grand Canyon University Lopes, Danny Roy, joining us about uh, 15 after the hour. So uh, we've got lots to hey, talk these are the, about.
3: These are the best kinds of shows, Scott, because it's less of you and I talking and it's more of the guests, which is what makes this show better, I think.
2: Shh. <laughs> we got to keep our jobs.
3: <laughs> well, anyway, I mean, we're here to facilitate no. <laughs> the discussion with the guests, so we're not completely out of the equation here.
2: Uh, I love it. Yeah. Hockey season is getting close, and we, we are less than a month away for some teams, I believe. Uh, they're going to be on the ice and, and getting started. So we're looking forward to seeing that. Um, I, I've already gone on record as saying this, that I think the Western Collegiate Hockey League is the best conference in ACHAD1 hockey, and uh, I know there's going to be letters coming my way or emails or or hate mails, but you know what? From top to bottom, uh, this conference is incredible, so let's not wait any longer. Let's bring on the commissioner and uh, have him tell us just how good this uh, product is going to be uh, in 2021-22. Uh, Chris Perry is with us. Scott and Stephen with you. Chris, how are you?
4: I'm doing okay. Hopefully, you guys can hear me. Loud and clear tonight, like you're right across the room from me. I love it. Hey, I love it. I love it. You're pumping, you're you're really pumping uh, the air into my tires here so I I get uh, the season (laughs) going. That's all right.
3: That must Uh, be why Scott is so out of breath and having to. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's been. Pumping your, the air in the WCHL tire so much that he just has no energy left. For...
4: That, that, that could be. Plus, it's 112. He's baking down there in, in, in the valley.
2: Exactly. It's the end of August, Chris. Come on. We're not supposed to be here right now. Are we? like in the, like the 108s or something, so it's not crazy? But anyway.
4: That's um, why we're doing a hockey show, right? So that eggs. we can go be at the rink and go lay down on the ice when it's 112 outside.
2: Exactly. Well, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I, as I said uh, just a few minutes ago, I believe your conference is going to be the best uh, when it's all said and done in all of D one And let me tell you where that all comes from. I've, I've done some poking around, as you know, all year long to see what people are doing and their recruiting and their game plans and all that. And last uh, Friday night, I called it our official kickoff of hockey because they had the the uh, fundraiser for the fallen police officer in uh, paralyzed police officer in Las Vegas. And there were a lot of UNLV kids that they got a chance to skate in that charity game. And if that talent translates to WCHL action, Oh my goodness. Uh, everybody's going to have to step up their game to keep up with them. So um, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a really good time. And uh, you know, it was so fun at uh, the city national arena. Chris was packed. It's the most people I've personally ever seen in that building. So uh, I think hockey's coming back, and let's hope we can all do it safely.
4: Yeah, I mean, that's the key, right? The place being packed, and uh, hopefully they were all uh, being safe, and whether it's masked or vaccinated or just holding their breath for two or three hours. Whatever it takes <laughs> for well, us to Well, they weren't holding safe. their breath,
2: I'll guarantee you that. They were loud and noisy, and as they should be.
4: Yeah, well, it's uh, I'm excited. It's uh, I'm glad that we're actually talking hockey, and we're not talking – Um, uh, not playing or, I mean, the pandemic is still here and we're still in the midst of it, but at least we're, um, you know, the the vaccine has provided us an opportunity to, uh, number one, for the kids to get back to school and to have in-person classes. And that translates for our purposes into uh, they're able to participate in club hockey uh, for the upcoming season. So I'm looking forward to uh, the official launch, if you will, of the 10-team WCHL, you know, it was supposed to be last year, but uh, the pandemic got in the way of that, so this will be the first time when all 10 teams are rip-roaring in action, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, seeing what people can do. You know, you, As you mentioned, UNLV uh, should be pretty good on the west side. I have a sneaky suspicion that the folks in Tucson and the folks in Tempe uh, mm-hmm. are going to be just as good. Um, sounds We'll find out here from Coach Roy in a little bit how good they're going to be, and I know that... Uh, up in uh, up in Salt Lake, that the Utes are heck. I think they're already at their Idaho training camp right now, getting ready. So uh, you know the the west side of the conference is uh, you know, I think it's going to be primed and ready to go, and the east side is slowly taking shape here. Central Oklahoma is going to be the beast that they always are, and Missouri State is uh, you know they've reloaded a little bit and. Uh, you know, it's, it sure does seem like the Colorado schools. I, I'm, you know, since the last time we talked, the Colorado schools have seemed to figure their way, uh, which is uh, a welcome relief for me as the dumb commissioner of the conference. And, uh, <laughs> and then, you know, my my the hometown team here for me personally, Oklahoma. Um, you know, hopefully they'll be good. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know an awful lot about about them, but uh, you know, they always play a gritty brand of hockey, so I'm, I'm excited. You know, whether I, I'll agree with you top to bottom. Um, I, I I think I'll put how about this? I'll put the Western Collegiate League up against anybody, anytime, anywhere, oh, top to bottom. And, I love it.
2: And, and let and, me th- when I say top to bottom, Chris, I'm talking about in March. I'm not yeah. necessarily talking about where we are right now, but but I think what what I'm going to see, and I think what we're all going to see, is uh, the better teams are going to raise the level of the lower teams because uh, you, you just don't want to get blown out. It's no so fun to be blown out by anybody, so. You want to learn that uh, compete. If you don't have it, you want to gain it.
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, and and Scott, I'm I'm an advocate of the theory that a rising tide floats all the boats. So, um, you know, the the fact that U of A and ASU and you know just looking historically at the at the at the gigantic teams from our conference over the past five. Geez, we formed in 2013, so we're, what, eight years old now, I guess. Um, I mean, we've had Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Oklahoma, Central Oklahoma, Missouri State all go to nationals. We just add into the mix um, uh, a powerhouse in UNLV. I mean, those are just killer teams, and uh, they're going to help the Grand Canyons, the UNLVs, the Colorado States of the world um i mean heck colorado state i forgot they went to nationals too so uh you know i think top to bottom we're going to be pretty good and i you know yes there are some there are some other beasts out there in the acha the minot states of the world the lindenwoods of the world the adrians of the world but uh uh, I, i i think collectively when you look at our conference it's uh It's, it's what ACHA men's division one hockey is supposed to be all about. And we do things the right way. I'm going to say that the right way. I'm not implying that others are doing it the wrong way, but I'm just going to say, this is pure student athlete club hockey driven and it's not athletic department driven. It's not, um, you know, we, we don't have uh, uh, there, there aren't other uh, schemes or, or, or idealisms, uh, behind it. You know, nobody's trying to go NCAA D one out of this thing. All we're trying to do is be the best we can be and win the dang Murdoch cup at the end of the season.
2: All right, Steven, he's all yours.
4: Come on, Steven. <laughs> to me.
3: Well, Chris, I want to ask you like when, when, when the season starts as your role as the commissioner and obviously your, your other responsibilities that you have, um, how much do you get to like, Travel to these teams and, and come and visit. Like,
5: are
3: you looking forward to maybe making trips out here west to, to to Vegas or to Utah to to see the, the teams in, in action in person. And, and how, how how much traveling do you normally get to do in a in a season uh, for the for the league to, to, to try to visit these teams in, in their in their respective places?
4: Well, uh, it's a good question, and and I, and I appreciate it. Let's um, in years past when we had the travel partner um, model, um, I made it a point to try to get to every pod if you will every group of travel partners at least once a season so i'd make a trip out to arizona at least once i'd make a trip up to colorado at least once i'd make a trip to the missouri state arkansas when we had them at least once and obviously you know i'm, I'm here in central oklahoma so it's easy for me to get to the oklahoma and uh uco games and especially when the arizona teams the colorado teams or the missouri state the ozark teams would come here it would be I always made it the point to go see them uh, here. So in years past, I made it the point at least once a a season to get around. Um, Now that we're in two different divisions and we have 10 teams and we're not doing a travel partner type thing, because I I could go hit four teams in one weekend with the travel partner scheme. Um, But now that that model is gone and we're going to a division model, uh, I think it's gonna be a little bit tougher. I'll have to plan it out a little bit more. But honestly, you know, this is where COVID gets into the mix. You know, I, I, I'm uh, not ashamed to admit, you know, I'm a little leery of hopping on an airplane. And uh, I, I don't have the nerves of steel that Scott Strandy does to drive all over, you know, America, <laughs> uh, nor do I have the, the patience to do so. So if I'm going to go somewhere, it's probably going to be flying, uh, you know, on the cheap on Southwest, um, and I just don't know that I'm I'm ready for that. So I think I might, uh, you know, will I make to make will I make it to ten teams this season? Probably not. Um, will I make it to ten teams in any season? Probably not. But will I make it to a couple? I hope so. That's the hope and that's the intent. The question will be um, dictated in terms of availability and also you know the health concerns. You know what's out there. Like right now with the Delta variant you know, exploding and supposedly going to peak either, you know, end of this week or beginning of uh, or sometime next week over the Labor Day weekend, you know, I, I wouldn't travel, you know, I wouldn't want to get on a bus, I wouldn't want to get on a, a, an airplane, unless, you know, you know that you're fully vaccinated and everyone else is going to be safe along with you. And uh, uh, so, you know, that that's a concern. Uh, I hope to get out to Vegas. I hope to get up to Salt Lake. I hope you know I've been to Tucson and Tempe. I'd like to get over to uh, Arcadia Ice to see uh you know grand canyon did a home game i hope my hook caps are still on the car when i get out uh, <laughs> i've heard stories about arcadia ice so uh,
2: uh, things have gotten better i have gotten in and out of there just fine so i think they're getting better and who knows yeah. with what the arizona coyotes not having a home in gila river after this year maybe Danny's going to break news tonight and say gila river is going to be the new home at grand canyon uh,
4: university that would work, right? You had, the, you had the University of Phoenix Stadium out there for a while. Maybe it could be Grand Canyon University Arena. I like that.
2: Yeah, I, I am putting words in his mouth. He's going to pound me when he comes on, but that's okay. I've been beaten up before.
4: Yeah, he's, he's a good guy. So, so Stephen, to answer the question, I hope, I hope to get out there um, soon. I'd like to be able to, uh, especially for the three new teams uh, to the conference, uh, UNLV, Utah, and Grand Canyon. Uh, I just don't know right now simply because of, uh, you know, w- what's going on here in terms of, you know, the, the, the still with the pandemic uh, being in, in large effect. It's still out there. So um,
2: yeah,
4: well, I'd, and- uh, I'd much rather be safe. I'd much rather be safe now and go be able to visit in years, you know, for years in the future than to go out now and inadvertently get myself infected or, more, or even ter- worse, get others infected.
3: No, that's understandable. I want to ask though. Uh, we did bring up COVID, and I know we've talked a lot about that, and we, and we don't want to focus so much on that because we are nope. optimistic that a season's going to happen. But oh, yeah. I, I guess the, the the pandemic is still out there, and we're we're seeing you know the virus is still making a, a its noise in there. But um, obviously the the plan is to, for the ACHA to have a full season, and everybody that can participate participate. But is there backup plans? I mean, not 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 to say the games will be like, but is there going to be certain? Um, protocols that teams will have to abide by or, or that maybe if something does happen they'll there'll be some flexibility or is it just pretty much going to be a, a, right now a full-on season
4: no it's it, we're planning on a full-on season Stephen um, in fact I just had a long conversation with uh, men's division one commissioner Brian Moran last night uh, we're gonna have 69 teams playing at the men's division two I mean men's division one uh, we've lost three teams uh, we've lost Cornell we've lost Cortland State and we've lost slippery Rock so we're down three. So we're playing at 69 and uh, it's going to be a full season. Um, we're still planning on a full, going back to our regular format for nationals at the Centine community ice center in St. Louis hosted by Lindenwood and the St. Louis blues. So it's going to be, um, w- that's what we're planning on now. Uh, we're going to have a conference call, but this will be new. I mean, it won't be news, but, uh, you know, you guys are getting a a sneak peek because I'm going to have a conference call. I always do at the beginning of the season with everybody um, uh, within the conference. And I'm just going to tell folks, you know, we we see it. You see it now in professional sports where, you know, players, a couple of players are having to get isolated um, because of contact issues. Um, I, I, most recently, I think it happened with like the New York Yankees. Um, in fact, I think it was like also the, what, the Buffalo Bills just had something like that cold visa. So I had to get sent home. Um, so my, my intent, Stephen, is that I'm going to make clear to teams that we're, st- we're, we're still dealing with this. However, the vaccine is allowing us to be able to play. Um, if it turns out that teams, uh, are going to be affected in, in, let's say they're you know a team, I'm not gonna give a name, but let's just say any team has a breakout. If you know on Monday or Tuesday that you have a breakout and you won't be able to play, or it's highly unlikely you're gonna be able to play on the following weekend, tell us now, tell us on that Monday or Tuesday. Don't cross your fingers and hold your breath and hope against hope that things are gonna work out and you're gonna go to the game on, uh, you're gonna be able to make it on Friday, only then to call me on Friday and say, hey, Chris, I can't make it, we've got some kids. Down with COVID, uh, because if that happens, if you tell me ahead of time, then we're going to just scrub the game. It'll end up being a no contest. But if you if you if you knew about it um, and you just didn't do anything about it, you were hoping, um, and it's uh, you know then you put us in a in a tough position on a Friday night. Then we're looking at forfeits, and you know I would like to avoid forfeits, um, but I also want people to be responsible. And that's, I think that's the big thing is communication and, re, and, and taking active responsible measures um, so that we can play games. I have, I have every conviction in the world, Stephen, that we're going to play a full 20 game per team conference season, and that we're going to hopefully go off without a hitch. Um, however, as you said, there's always the possibility that something might happen. And that's what I want to account for. My, my job is to look for Um, I I know that stuff will go sideways at some point during the season. It always does for for a variety of reasons. But my job now is to minimize if I can uh, take care of things now or at least manage the expectations now, it minimizes the amount of things that can go sideways later. And so that's what I'm that's that that will be my message. That is my message that has been my message and that's, uh, so that's what we're looking at for, for – I hope that answered the question, but that's what we're looking at for this upcoming season.
2: Yeah, I think that was a great answer, and uh, I think it's a responsible answer. Uh, Chris, when we look at, at the teams, and I know Colorado State just got a new head coach. You, you know him um, better than I do, which isn't much. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. but go, go ahead and tell us who the new guy is at Colorado State and uh, uh, how you think that's going to work out. I know you spent some time up in that area.
4: Yeah, I do. I have a I have a little girl now who's a, who's an alum of Colorado State, and she's now a resident of Fort Collins, which is uh, so it's a it's a great town. But the the Rams um, have hired Camden Lambert as their head coach. He's a former assistant at the University of Jamestown under uh, Dean Stork, and so he was with the Jimmies for a couple of years, and um, he's now made the transition over to head coach at Colorado State. And I'm I'm heartened. I'm I, my I'm I'm not thrilled. That's not the word. But I'm. It's a good thing to see that they con- successfully conducted their battle camp last week, and that they're, tonight they're in the midst of their tryouts right now. Literally as we speak at the uh, at the Epic the Pool and Ice Center up there in Fort Collins. Looks like they have about 35 guys out there on the ice, and um, you know I think they're going to be a, a a, a tough, gritty little team, um, you know, and hopefully coach Lambert will be able to stay there for a, a, a while and uh, be able to, you know, establish a foundation so that he could bring the Rams back to, uh, you know, nationals contention. They lost a lot of kids um, during this past year. Um, this, this 2021 20, season would have been the senior season for about uh, six or seven guys who are mainstays on, On Colorado State. And so they lost those kids. Those kids have since graduated, moved on to adulthood, real life, real jobs. And, um, you know, a couple of them were, um, you know, their their stud goaltender, Joe Morgan, their uh, Liam Millar, uh, one of the team captains. And um, so they're they're having to replace an awful lot of cogs. And uh, uh, hopefully Coach Lambert will be able to, uh, 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 you know, in the 35 guys that he has out there, he'll be able to find a good squad uh, that'll be competitive um, and not uh, just, you know, as, as, as you said, Scott, earlier, you know, no one wants to go out and just get pounded night in and night out. And um, uh, so hope, I, I'm I'm hardened and I, I'm hopeful and I'm glad to see that CSU looks like they've uh, they've got their their train back on the tracks to success.
2: You know, and, and uh, if I can follow up on that real quick, Stephen, before you jump back in there, um, uh, when I look at it, Chris, especially in, in ACHA hockey, uh, you like stability, if you can, in the coaching staff because the players come and go. they got to pay. Um, you know, I talk with a lot of the coaches and uh, I talk the Coach Berman quite frequently just because he's got my number. I should probably have it deleted. But <laughs> but anyway,
1: when
2: when he gives me a call, we, we tend to get into some pretty deep conversations. And, and he always talks about how important it is uh, to be a stable program. And uh, he said, I don't want to chase guys that don't want to be here. I want to bring in guys that want to be here and want to be a part of success. And I think that's happening up and down your conference. Is that a fair assessment?
4: I, I think so. I think so. And that's that's what we aim for, that's stability. And, and, Scott, I agree with what you just said. I mean, look no further than U of A. Coach Berman's been there for, what, is this going to be his sixth or seventh year?
2: Yeah, I um, believe six because I think he started – he was his first year of the year that we
4: started this. So Okay. And, and he's defending,
2: got, two-time defending champ.
4: There you go. And you got Coach Green who's there at uh, at, at ASU. This is going to be his fourth year, I think. Um, You know, Greener has been there in Vegas for uh, as long as I've known, you know, the the Rebels to have a division one team. Anthony's been the coach. Um, So there's some good, strong stability. You look over here on the uh, on the other side of the conference. You've got some strong stability with Jeremy Law. This is his fifth or sixth year at uh, Missouri State. Michael Rivera is uh, geez. He's been a mainstay of that UCO program, whether as a player or as an assistant. And now he's going into his third season as head coach. So, uh, and, and you know, that's the nice thing. We want to see it develop. Oklahoma will have a new coach for the first time, uh, Austin Miller. Um, but he's been an assistant for 10 years, and he played at Oklahoma. So hopefully that stability, uh, they'll have a sense of stability. Coach Taller, this will be a second full season at, at Colorado. Um, and then I know at Utah they have a new coach. And uh, Danny has been down there at GCU for as long as I've known GCU to have a program. Um, so there's he, he was there before they stability. had a program.
2: <laughs> well, th- th- that's what I'm saying. He I was mean, there he,
4: in the men's league. <laughs> yeah. He, so, so there is some strong stability and there, there's no doubt that that stability breeds success because it allows you to build, um, you know, to, to lay that foundation and to develop that culture year in and year out. So you're used to going to nationals. You're used to playing, you're used to winning, you know what to expect. And you're used to the grind of the season and you're used to going to uh, the grind of nationals and hopefully, you know, being successful at the end of the year. All right, Stephen.
3: Okay. Uh, Chris, I want to ask you about uh, another thing real quick is, um, you know, the, the importance of broadcasting the games. Every team in the WCHL does a pretty good job of doing that. Um, I guess... What does that do for the league, and, and how impressed are you with how these teams put on their games, and, and at this level, and, and the production that they, some of these schools do to, to put on uh, to showcase their teams and the, and the league? Steven,
4: Steven are, are you asking me to? Are you asking me to pump the tires for UNLV and for Dana in his broadcast? Is that what this is all about? Because if, no, if, no, no, no. if you want, if you want me to, I will. I, <laughs>
3: No, not necessarily just for you and OV, but just for all the all the teams in the in the league. Uh, sure, you know he does a good job. And Chris, uh, Arizona does a good minute.
2: job. ASU does. Hold on a minute, Stephen. I'm going to break this news right now, Chris. Uh, Stephen's going to do a, a game when Dana's uh, unavailable this year. We hear, uh, really? so everybody wants to tune in to get oh. Stephen do the play-by-play.
4: Oh yeah, yeah, hey, I'll be I'll I'll be watching that one for sure. I, I think Stephen, answer your question. I think all of the teams do a remarkable job of broadcasting their games uh, online for folks to to utilize. Um, U of A does a great job with YouTube. I know that GCU, I think GCU does black dog hockey. Um, I'm pretty sure uh, ASU had black dog at one point and I'm, now they're on YouTube. I think they're on YouTube. And uh, Utah does a great job on YouTube. I know that Dana and Vegas do a great job uh, there from City National Arena. I, you know, maybe I'll send a media kit towards Dana so that he can have some facts right um, during some of the broadcasts. Um,
1: and,
4: and I wish that there would be a better location for the camera as opposed to <laughs> high above the corner. Um, but, uh, and then you flip over to the other side of the conference. Oklahoma was a Black Dog um, client this year. Um, UCO, I think, is getting ready to go to Hockey TV. Um, which will be pretty good. They've been on go live. Um, uh, Missouri state has uh, Steve Kasson and his web sports radio live. Colorado state has Colorado TV, and the Colorado, Colorado does the, the neatest thing. I think um, it's a very student run production and it's very home. It's on, it's on something called buff sports live, but the the folks that run it, I don't know if they're going to do it this year during intermission, you know, intermission is always the time here at home when you, go away, you, you know, you run to the bathroom, you run to the microwave, whatever, the concession stand, you know, it's all that stuff is free here at home, right? Uh, but Colorado, they put up a little Venmo thing. So and it's like a little message board. So you can chime in and send messages that pop up on their broadcast during intermissions. And it's tips basically for the broadcast crew. Um, and, you know, you can you can say boomer sooner or bear down or go buffs or, you know, w- whatever it is you want to say. On their broadcast, um, you know they're they're going to get you know you have to Venmo them um, uh, at least a penny to uh, to get the announcement up there on the on the broadcast, and it's pretty slick. I think it's ingenious, and you know it might only pay for a pizza or a beer for those kids at night. I've 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 been on some of their broadcasts, and I've watched mom and dad you know tip them five, ten, fifteen dollars or more. Just for broadcasting, you know, uh, their their son or their grandson's game. So uh, I hope I've answered the question. But I I I think, I think <laughs> he all always of these throws teams... those
2: difficult ones out at you. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, I I think,
3: I think it's the great w- because the league, yeah. the, the the ACHA and the and the and the teams in this in this league, the WCHL, do a really good job of putting on the games, whether it's it's on YouTube or the different different outlets, and every team kind of has does it a different way and i yep. have seen that with the with the colorado uh school with, with colorado university doing that with their broadcast i've watched when they've played you i have watched a couple of their online streams and scott there's an idea there you can throw some money towards them <laughs> on a broadcast to get ice, ice time hockey southwest out there during their broadcast
2: <laughs> uh, nice, nice idea i was going to put it up on our broadcast <laughs> well,
4: you, you, you can definitely do There it. you go. I, it only costs a penny it only costs a yeah. penny to get it up there so yeah. i <laughs> I, I have fun with it. Me and, me and some friends get on there and we would give each other a hard time. But I, it's, it's kind of funny because with the ACHA moving towards Hockey Tech as their internet provider, Hockey Tech has a, um, has a has, has, they own Hockey TV. And so they've called around this past summer trying to say, hey, Chris, with the WCHL, we need to get you involved with Hockey TV. And I, I was talking to them and I'm like, dude, it's a great little product. I love it. It was great seeing it for nationals. The WCHL is not like the North American Hockey League or the USHL or the NHL, where I as I'm the dictator and I say to ten teams, buddy, all your ten teams, you have to use Hockey TV because I know how that's going to work out, right? I'm going to get ten middle fingers pointed at me, <laughs> and I'm going to get kicked in my in my rear end ten times out the door. So and the tough part of that would
3: be would be that requires a subscription. Not everybody may want to may want to reach out in a subscription if, and if you make a team put their games that way they may get less eyeballs than if just putting it on a free platform like a youtube or something
4: that's that's right my 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 attitude about broadcast um, hockey broadcast especially was I, I i always wanted to make it free because i know that stuff is going to go nutty at some point in time and the 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 moms and dads and the crazy uh, fanatics the people that we love and that love our game they're not going to call hockey tv and complain they're going to call the team to complain and so my attitude was i always wanted to offer everybody a full refund you know if the if my broadcast went down tell me how much you paid and i'll give you a full refund oh it's free well even better you know oh it's student run well, don't, you know, don't give the students a hard time. I mean, they're doing the best they can. They're just working hard, just like the guys on the ice. So that was my, my model, my, the thing that I subscribed to myself was I wanted it to be a student run broadcast and I wanted to provide it for free because it all, it, broadcasts always go down. Something goes wacky, nutty, and I didn't want to have to deal with having to refund anybody five ninety nine dollars or seven ninety nine or whatever. It happened during nationals. And yeah. you know, it, it, I didn't want to have to deal with that. That being said, hockey TV is a great product. Black Dog is a great product, and there are other uh, avenues or other vendors out there that provide, uh, you know, pay-per-view type of uh, things. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not uh, dissing them. I'm not uh, discounting them. It's just not, it's not what I would prefer to do. But the fact that um, – that and, and I agree with you, Stephen, that it would be – it would get fewer eyeballs. However, um, uh, you know, I also know that it's – we have 10 autonomous teams, and I kind of like that. I like the fact that I can tune into um, Dana on the UNLV broadcast and listen to that big, gigantic, booming voice of his as he tries to educate himself about the WCHL. I like the fact that I can watch Colorado sports TV with no broadcast. I mean, no broadcaster. It's just literally a pan and scan. I like the fact that I get Steve Kasson at Missouri state. I mean, everybody, as you say, they do their own thing differently. Um, and I, I like to give Steve a hard time. He is being very comprehensive and I I'll text him in the middle of his games to (laughs) just to give him grief and maybe hopefully he'll he'll crack or break or something. Uh, But so I I don't want to mess with that. That being said, I think it's important. And I think it's one of the things that puts the WCHL at the top of the leaderboard in the ACHA, that we do things the right way, not only on the ice, but also off the ice. And part of that, Stephen, is the broadcast. The fact that you can watch almost every single one of our games, every single night that we're playing, you're going to be able to find our games. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. When a team from my conference goes out East and they're playing Temple or East Handkerchief State or whoever you want to call it, you know, the Snowy River Bandits and there's no broadcast and you have to wait for some Nimrod on Twitter to update the game three hours after they just got their hat handed to them by the WCHL team that came into town to beat them. (laughs) And Uh, that just goes all over me. So I love the fact that we, we, uh, all the teams are able to put their games on the broadcast.
3: I can okay. just vision you, Chris, having like in your in your um, your layer there or whatever you want to call it, your man cave that you have all these screens of watching in the, during the WCHL <laughs> season, where you can watch like four or five games at a time, like like these uh, people do at these. Uh, TV networks where they get to watch like four or five games and then analyze. I, I can envision you have like four or five computer screens and you have like this game on over here and you have this game on over here and this game on over here.
4: You have no idea, Stephen. Steven. It's, it's, I, I do have multiple screens and the iPad and my phone and another phone all going at the same time. So I, at any one time, especially in the middle of the season, I probably got a half dozen games going at once.
2: Yeah, Stephen better get used to that because he's going to be our ACHA guy this year. So <laughs> yeah. he, he better get ready to watch multiple Just give me screens. some more screens okay. to watch, Scott. <laughs> just
3: give me some more screens, TV yeah, screens, yeah. iPads, phones, whatever. And yeah, I'll, I'll, I can have that. six or seven games up here. I'll, I'm, I'm all for it. Okay,
2: okay. so Chris, I, I want to get on a serious point. But uh, yep. when we looked at the pandemic coming out of it, and you tell me if I'm uh, just way off base or if I might be onto something here. But what I've seen is two things. I've seen a lot of resiliency in all the programs, and I'm talking from the NHL on down, but specifically the uh, the ACHA programs. Um, so that's the first part. Number two is I think that uh, uh, being away for a little while and, and having played the game, lost the game for a period of time, and now coming back, I think we're going to see the very best on and off the ice from all teams.
4: I hope you're right. I hope that um... – I hope that you're right in the sense that being away from the game for a year has made the teams, the, the, both the student athletes, the coaches, the administration, even you know, admit dumb administrators, conference administrators like me and podcasters like me and like you guys. I hope it'll make everybody appreciate it more and enjoy it more and enjoy it for what it is. It's a game and we're supposed to have fun and we're supposed, we're supposed to play it hard. We all want to win. But at the end of the day, it's a game and there are bigger things out there that are much more, you know, someone's going to win, someone's going to lose, but no one's going to die. So I hope that we um, appreciate the fact that we're able to play the game. I hope that we're able to appreciate the fact that it is a game. And I hope that we're able to appreciate the fact that a lot of people have put a lot of hard work into getting us to this point now where we can resume play and where we can you know, play a full, complete season, full, complete 20-game conference season, and we can do it successfully and keep everybody as safe as possible. So I, I hope that's, I, I hope, I'm, you know, that's my hope and that's my, um, I, I guess my, what I'm aspiring for. Um, my, my fear is that everyone takes it for granted and just says, you know, hey, it's the same old sixes and sevens and let's get after it and you rotten, dirty, you know, all the all the negative aspects that you can find on social media or wherever you want to, you know, look under rocks and find the, 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 the dirty part of life. I hope that doesn't come out. I hope we focus more on the sunshine and the lollipops and the rainbows that are out there uh, because it's, it truly is. I I missed it. I, and, and I'm glad that we're able to play. Um, But I also don't want to, I hope people appreciate it more. Uh, now that it now that, now that we missed it, I, I know that I will appreciate it more. I know yeah, that I appreciated the few games that we got to see last spring, so I hope that translates down to the team level as well.
2: I can tell you, I think I've seen that already in the in the players that I've spoken to. Um, I think they're just so thankful that they're getting another chance. I, I think they thought for a while that this might be it. This might this this might be it for college hockey. And, and now that they've they worked their way through it and they're ready to get back out there, I, I really think you'll see that, like I said, both on and off the ice. So um, I'm looking forward to that. The final one for me is uh, when we look at, uh, at your conference and 10 teams and all the things that they do right, are there things that you'd like to see uh, happen over this season that maybe makes the Western Collegiate Hockey League even better?
4: Well, I mean, that's 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 easy right i mean i'd like to see a western collegiate hockey team at the end of the season raising the murdoch cup (laughs) Uh, i knew
2: that was coming that's why i kind of set you up (laughs) yeah
4: that's the low-hanging fruit right there but uh, obviously i mean i would love for uh, I, i i think besides winning i i what i would what i want to see in what i uh what I want from the Western Collegiate Hockey League, there's a reason I give it. I call it the A Conference, right? It's because I think it's the best, and I think it's the best from top to bottom. But I also recognize that we've got some teams that can improve. I want Utah to get better. I, you know, this is going to be a, a a new thing. You're going to get talk to Coach Roy here. It'll be interesting to see how Grand Canyon competes at Division One, uh, you know, for the first time. And I want the, the two Colorado schools to do better. It's, I think they're on the right path. But, you know, it's one thing to, to think it and say it. It's another to go out and do it. And I know that um, hockey is a very cyclical. You know, some days, you're, some days are diamonds and some days are coal, right? Um, but I, I, I want for us to be very consistent in excelling and playing at the highest level that we possibly can. You look no further than that. Uh, other conference that is out there, the Central States uh, Collegiate Hockey League. It's a great conference. It only has five teams in it. Robert Morris University, which is now Roosevelt, was at the top of the heap. They played in the in the championship game. Three, four. Well, when was it? When whenever Chad was was their coach Furman. That was six years ago. And now, I mean, they're at the bottom. And um, you know, I, I I I guess what I'm saying is. I want our highs to be high, but I don't want them to be, to be so high that the lows are so low. I want them to kind of even out so that we're consistent for ten, all 10 teams throughout the season, but not just this season, but seasons to come. So that my, my thing, Scott, is I want people in the ACHA, when they see a WCHL team on the schedule, they're going to go, oh, crap, these guys are coming to town oh, crap, we got to play them. Oh, they're going to come take our name. They're going to eat our lunch. They're going to steal our lunch money, and they're going to take our girls, and they're going to go home. I mean, that's, that's what I want. I want the WCHL to be the biggest and the baddest. And I'm not saying that from a, from a mean point of view. I'm saying I want people, when they see the Arizonas or the Missouri States or the Colorados or the UNLVs or the Oklahoma's on, the Central Oklahoma's on a schedule – You know you've got to play your best, your hardest, your fastest game, because it's not going to be a laydown. If you're going to win, you're going to have to earn that win over a WCHL team, and that's what I want for all ten teams. I don't want there to be any late, what I call any laydowns. I don't want people to go, "Oh, hey, look, uh, so and so is coming to town. This is a gimme weekend." You know, I can play the tail of my roster. I want when someone when the when there's a WCHL team on the schedule. I want everybody to start quaking in their boots and I want the WCHL team to walk into that building like they own it. And I want, you know, them to just walk out of that building after owning it and, uh, you know, letting the world know that we play a pretty darn good style of hockey out here. And uh, uh, we've got some pretty damn good teams and you know, we're, we're not going to get pushed around. So that's
2: not, not you pumped up my tires. I'm ready to go. Let's get some game game action. Chris, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Always a pleasure to talk with you, and we're going to keep tracking you down all season long. We're looking forward to it. Steven and I are going to be as many places as we can possibly get to, and I promise I'll uh, I'll stop in and see you in Oklahoma in uh, not too long a time
4: that that works and steven uh <laughs> please please let us know when you're on the broadcast because boy oh you'll know <laughs> we're, we're gonna have a lot of fun with that broadcast that's gonna be that's gonna be sure <laughs> oh All <right>. yeah, hey, <laughs> you, you, you guys have a you guys have a great conversation with coach roy i know he's on the line look forward to see what the loads yeah,
2: absolutely we'll, we'll plug into coach in just about two minutes thanks chris i appreciate it
4: Your hometown hockey team Your Western Collegiate Hockey League Champions Your Arizona Wildcats Tickets for Arizona hockey are now on sale Support your Wildcats as they battle ASU for another Cactus Cup Championship And more at the Tucson Arena Your hockey team Your Arizona Wildcats Call 791-4101 for tickets now
0: smoked chicken or the fall off the bone baby back ribs jesse ray's barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in las vegas two years running so whether it's a midday meal or a pre-game feast head to jesse ray's barbecue for all their award-winning tastes broadcasting from the summer skate studios summer skates the ultimate hockey players footwear this is club hockey southwest weekly
2: all right, welcome back in, hockey fans. This is indeed Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy in Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh up in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. And our pleasure to welcome in the head coach and director of hockey at Grand Canyon University, Danny Roy. Danny, Scott, and Stephen, with you tonight, how are you?
5: Uh, things are uh, going well here. Um, am actually uh, on uh, baby watch right now. Oh, baby watch, it's getting close. <laughs> it's, uh, well. It's past, past close. Now we're a couple of days past our original due date. Oh so. boy!
2: Well, <laughs> well, congratulations. A little early on that because I know it's going to be a big event for you guys. So, uh, thanks for taking some time with us. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, Grand Canyon Hockey because you're, from what everybody tells me, Danny, you're the biggest secret, the biggest unknown in the WCHL.
5: <laughs> um, I mean that's 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 great to hear. But you know we. I think we need to get on the ice and and uh, and show what we got to uh, to be able to step up to those high expectations. Now um, it's uh, it's been a lot of work um, building to the point that we've gotten to, um, especially through through a pandemic year and and keeping players focused on on the future and getting through this and knowing that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. So it you know we're all excited now Um our moving week happens next week, so a lot of guys are starting to roll in. They're all getting together and skating, um, and just just really excited to get going. So, yeah, can't wait to get on the ice. But you know, looking looking a little more forward to uh, what's coming here in the next, whenever it will be days, minutes, hours. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's I think that's more
2: that's yeah that's...
5: more uh, exciting right now than, than oh absolutely.
2: Stuff absolutely absolutely um so let me ask you this on your schedule we you you teased it you said here's who we're playing in the fall here's who we're playing in the spring do we have dates on those yet have you released that and i just missed it or you still haven't really put that
5: out no we have we have all of our dates set and and everything like that um i i actually we we just finally threw together um all of our intern groups and, and our media team, our social media group have been uh, brainstorming and planning um, their, their, their thought process right now is they want to kind of incorporate it into our welcome week hockey event. Um, that's on the second on campus. Um, so they kind of want to, they want to build it up and, and then release it um, that night with all the students coming on the campus and, getting them to follow our our accounts while they're there and stuff and you know try to try to really promote our program even more than we've ever done um in the in the past it's it's essentially been myself running all of our social media with maybe one uh with a couple interns um so so this is the first year where we've kind of branched out and i've started to to give away a lot of the responsibilities that i've had and and we have a uh, we have a number of media interns who are really excited, have great ideas, and um, I pretty much put it in their hands. Of you, know, you guys are the students, and you guys know what uh, you guys would want to see and and how you guys would want to find out more about our program. So they they have a plan, and um, yeah, looking forward to what they put together.
3: How nice is that, Danny? When you when you can when you can take off some of those responsibilities and put them on, on students or whoever, and you can focus more on the, on the coaching side of things and getting the more of the operational side of things with the, with the hockey. And then um, the second part of that would be just what's it, what's it going to be like having, having this group together of of interns or media people or whatever, whatever you've got assembled to, to help really promote your guys' team.
5: Well, yeah, it's, it's nice. It's something, I mean, I gotta, I gotta get used to. I think my, my personality is kind of the uh it's easier if i just do it uh, and get it done and and uh i know i'm gonna like it when i do it but um uh like i said it's just it we get to this point where our program's just grown so much more than um than it was just a couple years ago and it and it it's it's fitting into what my vision and uh and goals for the the long term of the program were but uh, when now we got to manage about 90, 90 men's players and and 30 women's players and and do all the on ice stuff the travel the scheduling the budgeting things like that and our our off ice product then we'll start kind of uh, struggling with that so making sure that our off ice product is growing as well like our, our social media presence and in our game operations and making sure we have staff that that make our games um, engaging and fun for the fans and everything like that. So, um, it's new,
4: um, but it's something that has to happen in order for us to, to
5: continue to excel and, and, and put our name out there and grow. So, yeah, it's, I think it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I've had a few, um, few meetings now, a few planning meetings, uh, with our groups. And, um, like I said, they, they, they're extremely enthusiastic. They, they love hockey. They've been to a few games um, of ours and, and have had great input on on stuff they would like to see or do. And um, and I basically kind of just let them know, like, hey, it's it's your guys' your guys's show. You guys are the ones learning and, and building your resumes and, and putting this towards your future um, careers. Um, I, I'm essentially here in the background, and I'll make sure you do – you know, you don't do anything that we're not allowed to or not supposed to. But other than that, have the creative freedom to uh, to uh, really, really make our product bigger than it is.
3: And one more on that is, how much do you look at the other teams and what they do? Now, we talk about the arms race so much about you don't know, trying to get players to, to come on your team and, and the arms race of bringing recruits in and stuff. But how much do you look at what the other teams are doing and that? In that realm, with, with media stuff, social media stuff, and and, and trying to draw ideas on that, and, and looking at what they're doing to try to boost your guys's profile in that regard, promoting yourselves and putting yourselves out there.
5: Um, always, um, always looking around, always, always looking at what what teams, especially at our level, are doing. Um, I, I I've always enjoyed looking at UNLV's um, Instagram presence, and um, they. They've they found some really good graphics um, artists and, and content creation creation um, staff members and stuff and and I know even when you go to their games it's it's very well organized and um, you walk walk through that front door and there's a number of staff members that are um, helping sell stuff or give away things and and everything like that so um, you know they're they're an easy one because they're right here and we play them often and. Um, but I mean, we'll we'll even look across at at all of our NCAA sports, and and hockey's not an NCAA sport on campus. But because of that, essentially, we are that we are that program. So, uh, if somebody looks at our Instagram post and they're a student of the university, um, how are they comparing us to uh, our basketball program, or baseball, or softball, or or soccer, um, and are they? is it is it standing out and and almost there there's not that big difference that we're a club compared to varsity or are we lacking behind that so um so yeah we're always looking around I always tell I I mean that was some of the conversation in our our meetings was just hey guys like uh, take a look around here's some examples here's some professional examples for the NHL teams and um, we've even looked at NFL and and other things like that, and just you know get get your ideas flowing and um, and go from there.
2: So, Danny, let me ask you this: When you and I talked, what five, six years ago now, um, and and you told me what your goals were, and and I, I knew you very well quickly, I think, and I knew that you were going to achieve it, and I'm talking about that goal of a hundred players participating. Um, and I think a lot of people thought, "Yeah, right. That's not going to happen." Uh, honestly, what did you think? Did you think that was a realistic goal, or or uh, be honest with us now?
5: <clears throat> I would say I I definitely you know I, I believed in it. Um, I, I think that was that that's what propelled us to to be able to get to this. I, I like you said there. I, I had a lot of naysayers. Um,
4: I, I, I I've been around and. You know, you're never going to be able to get players to come
5: play for you or of this caliber or or from here and, and things like that and it's it's just a matter of not not letting that get into your head and, and believing in your product and, and and not only your product but at yourself like if I'm the coach of the team I, I, I have to believe that what I'm selling and what I'm coaching is is as good as it is um, you know not to be not to sound cocky or arrogant or anything like that. It's just that that sense, like have belief in yourself and and don't doubt, don't doubt what you want to do, um, and then from there just dedicate dedicate your yourself to it and and continue to push. So, I mean, in a sense, I I, I would say I definitely thought it was a realistic goal, um, but I and mean, there's no saying that it, my five year plan was going to take five years or if it was going to take ten, fifteen years. Um, we just happen to be in a great location for, for the sport and for hockey and recruiting players too. Um, it, the, the university's uh, tuition dollars are, are a good, affordable amount uh, for out-of-state students and even international. So, um, you know, all, a lot of the boxes have been checked as far as what what our university offers and, and what our, our environment out here in Arizona offers to to allow us to get to that point i would say to get to 100 athletes somewhere else in the country you know maybe my my timeline would have been a little little more stretched out or or different so yeah
2: okay so let me let me follow that up with um uh, we've been waiting for uh 18 months to see you guys participate in a conference and i know how important that was for your growth as well but just how excited as we get within a month now of uh, starting to see some game action? Are you to finally say, "I'm going to see my team on the ice in the Western Collegiate Hockey League," which I've already pronounced as the best league, top to bottom, at the end of the year in ACHA D1 hockey? Uh, is it starting to sink in now?
5: <clears throat> yeah, it's um, it's definitely it's it's getting there. You know, we were we were hoping last season was going to be that first season and the first test through it. Um, you know, we we got to play some of the teams in, in our first uh, first D1 year and, and see at least where our starting point was and, and the pieces that we needed to to try and uh, turn some of those losses or overtime losses into wins and, and some of those uh, not so close games into closer games and things. So um, you know, now now being what should be, what should be at least a season, not necessarily a perfect and full season, but should be a hockey season. Um, it's exciting. We, we get to play for something. We get to put, we we get to put it into our goals board in the, uh, in the locker room and and get to check off the, the small goals that we want to accomplish as a, as a team throughout the season and week by week. And, and a lot of those, uh, a lot of those are within the conference games. A lot of them are within our rivalry games and, and things like that. And, um, you know at the end of the season we we get to we get to try and play for something um not just not just trying to make a national tournament where it it it's a one and done situation we we get to at least try and compete for um a conference championship and a chance to go to nationals so um yeah it's it's, it's exciting we haven't been in a conference for a few years outside of uh what we used to be in in the mountain west and d2 um so we're looking forward to it and i like you said i i I do agree. I think um, I think it's it's it is one of the top conferences in the country. In the country, I think uh, what makes it the top um, conference in the country, I think, is what uh, Chris was talking about uh, right before um, I got on, which was uh, the through and through of the conference, the the closeness of how competitive the teams are. You know, you don't have you don't have the the team at the top of the list, which has been U of A for the last two years. Uh, that far away from whoever was on the bottom um so at any given night you you can't take a night off in the conference otherwise in the the regular season championship scenario that we have in the points scenario like you you find yourself taking a night off and now you go from first down to third or fourth um so it's 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 a competitive thing you got to be on your game and you got to be prepared every night
2: Steven, you got one more for
3: Danny. Yeah, Danny. Let me just ask you. Uh, looking at your social media, you you have some new players that you guys have announced. Um, so maybe just run through some of your latest additions uh, to your team, including you picked up another Thunderbird here from Las Vegas. Uh, so maybe run a couple of your latest uh, additions to your guys' team.
5: Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we've gotten we have gotten some some really good incoming players, uh, different. You know, different additions to the team. Uh, we, we definitely picked up some scoring and ability to to put the puck in the net. And, um, you know, that comes with with some of our guys, like, uh, you know, look at Jacob Cummings and Blake Billings, who were the two leading scorers in the NA3HL this last year with Sheridan. Um, Cole Golden's a local kid from here, big strong skilled player um, has some sjhl and, and nhl um, uh, time under his belt um, so he's played some big hockey big minutes um, colby donovan um, from playing with danbury uh really good all-around player um, he was a captain out there he's a he's a colorado kid um, knows a few guys out here. Um, Michael Lewis is another player from same high school as Colby Donovan, uh, but another good, good key uh, all around player. Nate uh, Nate Moore was one of our Vegas kids. Um, he's a, he's a South South Dakota born player, but fifth in the fifth in the league in the USHL Premier, USHL USPHL Premier um, uh, with uh, with Vegas, um, and then picking up. Uh, Braden Husby from there as well, and and both him and Nate know each other um, from back home. And uh, Braden's a really good player. Um, didn't you know? Didn't really get to showcase too well um, last season, and a lot of that was just due to just how last season was. Um, but another kid he played played some games in the Noll with uh, Bismarck and and had a really strong triple triple uh, A career. And then and then we've added just some really strong defensemen and. Uh, Dylan Dent, um, Josh Smith uh,
4: from uh, from up in Canada um, in the QMJHL
5: with North on Berlin, um, and then Brian Poffen from uh, from back east in, in Massachusetts, who's uh, uh, played in the EHL and and then as well finished up in the NA3HL. So our USPHL premier. So um, so I mean, all around, uh, we, we added the pieces that I think we you know, we were looking for, uh, defensively and then, and then definitely offensively, like you said, turning some of those overtime losses into wins and closing games out when we could, when we, when we couldn't, the the first year. And, um, you know, we have a lot of players who, who are returning that are, that we were hoping to be able to rely on last year, um, that now we get to add them to all these new pieces. So it's, it's exciting. It's, um, it's it's going to be a lot of fun to to be a coach and and see all these guys get together as a group for the first time on the ice and and then and then from there you know everything in my my brain just starts going haywire with what kind of combinations man we could put to, we could put him here and him here and, um, and we kind of we, we finally have that type of roster where it's it just doesn't matter who we put in the lineup we we have. Uh, ACHA
2: D1 team. Okay, so let me ask you this. Uh, getting to schedule wise, uh, you're going to open with Northern Arizona, right? Uh, get a chance to play uh, NAU like you always do every year. Um, but then you got a special trip in December up to Prescott Valley, and you know my soft spot for, for catfish in that building. But uh, how excited are you to be able to bring that uh, D1 ACHA level of hockey against Arizona to Prescott Valley?
5: Um, definitely excited. I, I, I love the building up there. Um, it, it was solely built for hockey. So it, it just, the size of it and, and how the seating is and, and everything like that. It, it's just, it gives you a really good sense of, of playing in a, a, a larger arena. Um, the, the community up there loves hockey and the, the teams there, the, the games we've played out there in the past, uh, you'd, kind of walk around the arena like like you own the place almost like you you're one of the pro teams and they just kind of cruising around pre-game and um and taking in the sights and smells and all that stuff but um you look out the window into the parking lot and and there's hockey fans outside uh tailgating in the winter um just for a, <laughs> for a, a ACHA club game right you know not even a not even a a pro like sundogs game or anything like that it's just the the event of we get to go watch hockey again we haven't had hockey up here in so long we want hockey um so that that excitement and stuff so um so yeah that's the i think that's the goal of the event it's just it's to get a big uh, a big really good game out there i know we've we played some tough games against uh, those guys uh, a couple seasons ago and um two of those were overtime losses and Um, I I think it's a perfect matchup and perfect setting uh, especially right at the end of the semester break um, right around December and and everything like that so it's um, it's going to be a lot of fun I I I love it up there like I said they 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 make you feel like you are the only two teams in the country and, and that you you guys are a big you're a big show you're here. You're, you're what everybody wants to come and see and stuff like that. So, um, I think the players are going to enjoy it. We're, we're, uh, still kind of in our planning meetings and stuff and nailing out the final details. So that way we can actually start officially promoting that game, uh, somewhere in October.
2: All right, Stephen, you got one last one for Danny.
3: Yeah. Uh, let me just close by asking you this then. Um, when you look at the when you look at the the health of this league, we've talked about it. It's it's strong from from top to bottom. You obviously have high expectations of going far, but uh, what where do you feel like you guys can can achieve this year? What, how far do you think can what, what's a realistic uh, expectation for for this team? It seems like it could be a pretty pretty high.
5: Yeah, I I, I think um, yeah the ex, the expectation last year if we were playing a season was. Was essentially we were we were the team that was going to come in and kind of ruin everybody's party. Um, and U of A try to try to be the upset team, um, and if we were able to play that game, we would find ourselves close to the top or are potentially in the running for the the top few spots, um, and try to try to make it difficult for uh, all the teams that have been been in the league and even. Like UNLV from from winning it for their first year and stuff, so um, just continuing on with the expectations of if that's that's where we saw ourselves last year, um, this year the the goal is to be at the at the top. Um, it's a lot to say that uh, without actually playing a full season in in the league and everything, but um, it goes kind of similar to what I talked about when when building the program and. And putting down a timeline of, of where we wanted to be in five, the first five years and stuff, it, it, it's very similarly. Like we we will go into it knowing that we have a team that that could be at the top of the league, and and once the season gets going for everybody that is playing, it, it's it's about how you utilize the resources you have and and capitalizing on every opportunity you have. Um, so uh, there's going to be hurdles. There's going to be hurdles for the other teams we're playing against, and if if we we could play our cards right and stuff. I I think we could be one of the top two or three teams in in the um, conference.
3: Okay.
2: My final one for you is I've seen you guys play some really close games. And I think what I saw the last time I saw you on the ice was a team that was ready to go. Okay. We know we can play with teams. Now it's time for us to put teams away. Am I correct in that assessment that that's what the, uh, the goal is going to be this year is to put those teams away?
5: Definitely. And that's definitely a, <laughs> we, we, we started our first – very first game of ACHAD1 started with the, the learning lesson that you can't take a period off um, where we we opened up with UNLV and went up on them 4-0. And to my so – I was on the bench just shocked. And I went into that game kind of going, if we can lose by three – you know, that was a win for us. Um, and, and we're going into the third period up 4-0 um, on a team like UNLV in our home opener. And then all of a sudden, you know, you could see the momentum shift as soon as they get one and then two and then three. And and then you could see their, you know, their experience at the level. Um, and then you could see our inexperience. So, um, yeah, that's – I think that was that was the learning experience. I think that's the learning experience that, unfortunately, we lost out on by not having a season last year and and having a lot of those veteran guys from that first year roll over, And and unfortunately, a lot of those guys now graduated. So once again, we, we have kind of a, a young team, a new team to the league. Um, so it, it's still going to have that growing experience. I just think, I think we have, um, we have the guys that just, they want to be here. They want to play that they, they're excited for it um, and they're going to play hard. So, we're going to come out and and show, show what we have.
2: I, I would expect nothing less. I can't wait to see you guys on the ice. I know Steven uh, shares that enthusiasm. We we're looking forward to seeing you guys last year and uh, we will be all over the place. Thanks for spending some time with us. Get back on baby watch. will ya? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh, all yeah. right. Say hello to Emily for us as well. And uh, best will. of luck to you guys and early congratulations in case we don't get to talk to you uh,
5: soon. Oh yeah. Thank you guys.
2: Absolutely. That's Danny Roy, the head coach of the ACHA D1 program at, at uh, Grand Canyon University, and also the uh, um, director of hockey over there. So we appreciate Danny taking some time tonight as he's on Baby Watch. And Steve and I are going to take one more quick break. We're going to come back and wrap up this episode of Club Hockey Southwest Weekly in about two minutes.
1: UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today.
0: the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly.
2: All right. Welcome back in, folks. This is uh, Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Running a little long tonight cause we had two great guests on, and anytime we can get two great guests, we're going to go for it. So, uh, Stephen, uh, just give us a quick rundown, if you could, of our two guests before we uh, rock on to uh, another show.
3: No, but it was a really great show. It went by so fast. I mean, when you have two great guests like those two, uh, the time just flies by. We could have went on another half hour or forty minutes, uh, but we, we we won't. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was great. I mean, Chris Perry again, just the optimism for this upcoming season, the the level of, of talent for this league, and and how it can really is one of the best, if not the best. Uh, conference in the W and uh, the ACHA uh,
2: I'm, star- I'm, I'm starting to sway you now aren't I well, well, all my <laughs> talk about it being the best conference in ACHA Wanaki well
3: I mean it's that's they've got the resume to they certainly got the uh, the resume to, to apply for that position and I think uh, the credentials are there so we'll have to see when this the season plays out but uh, the, I mean we know what, how many teams make it in there and in the past and the, the success that they've had so i um, Great stuff from there, and then Danny Roy again. Just um, how excited they are for their season to be able to get out there and play, and 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 be able to have a chance to to be competing not, not And go from what he said, where the goal was maybe going into last season uh, would have been just to be the disruptors um, and just maybe disrupt some people's uh, seasons and schedule and stuff. But now they really feel like they're in a position where they can they can really compete for one of those top spots in the in the in the league and we've seen with the additions they made and he talked a little bit about some of their latest ones and, and that puts them in a good, good position to do that. And, and how much work they're doing behind the scenes too, to get ramp up that side of things with, with putting out content and social media and and promotion and and media and stuff like that, which is such an important thing as we've talked about on this show before and, and the relevancy of of teams and and how much they want to promote themselves and, so it's. I think Grand Canyon's. I've said it. Grand Canyon is um is is a team that's going to be exciting to watch, and I'm excited to to see that. You know, I've been more closely with with OV over the past, but now kind of doing this more of a, a from an objective point of view or or you know non biased point of view. We can kind of focus more on all the teams. It'll be exciting to to follow them as well as our other teams that we have too. We've got like what eight ten teams in the WCHL. We're gonna be as you said, we're gonna be busy. I'm gonna need like seven or eight screens, Scott. So if you can provoke me <laughs> up with some some extra screens here before the season starts so I can watch seven or eight games at a time. If I'm not at a rink somewhere, you know, watching right. a game, which could happen being you know, when you know he's playing here or if I go down to Arizona or I, or just watching him on here in my house. So uh, it's gonna be busy, but it's gonna be fun because when we started the show, Scott, as we've said, um we didn't know what we were <laughs> we were gonna be dealing with and, and now, what, a year and a half later, we're finally gonna have uh, some a real real season, really. I mean, we had we know we had some games last year, but none of the teams we really had in our coverage area were playing. But now everybody's going to be playing. So buckle up. All right, up. Just, just, a, just
2: a couple of minutes left to wrap things up. Uh, you and I were uh, at what I call the official kickoff of hockey season 21-22 uh, at the, uh, the charity game for uh, Shea Michelonis. Uh We put it up on uh, just a brief Sunday special to kind of – recap what happened but just your thoughts on that if uh, if you can do that quickly
3: no i, I think we, we said it a lot in that sunday special so we invite people to go online and watch that uh it was really well done uh the hockey was good um it was great to see shay out there on the ice um uh, it was his first public appearance uh since since he had that uh accident happen to him so with it's, max
2: patch already by the way
3: yeah, and I miss, you know what, I, I missed that. I missed that when I was focused on Shay and I was, you know, from where I see. I had, I saw somebody next to him, but I, it didn't even dawn on me until I saw afterwards the pictures and, and everything. <laughs> afterwards, that was Max Petriati out there. I guess it was the mass and everything. And, and we were kind of a little, we were on the other side, so it was kind of, but uh, but that was really cool too. And, yeah, that was that was cool to see him out there and helping him out and helped him do the ceremonial puck drop there between uh, the captains, Shane 90 and, and Derek England. So uh, that was really great. It was packed, as you said, on the, uh, it was, it was a really packed house. I, had, I hadn't seen City National Arena that packed in a long time if I've ever seen it that packed. And hopefully, yeah, I don't think I ever have. And, uh, and I think know. it's great for, great for UNLV too. The, the UNLV players uh, factored into the game a lot, scoring several goals, and, and maybe they'll have great turnout and maybe have turnout crowds like that all, all season long, which would be great for, for them and great for the, the ACHA and for the, for the hockey at this level.
2: All right. Final thing. Uh, the UNLV, uh, charity benefit golf tournament. I I don't know if we call it a charity benefit golf tournament, but their fundraiser golf tournament that's the word I'm looking for, uh, is Friday. I am still hoping to be there. Um, as I said, suffering with a little uh, lung infection here, but as I uh, try to battle through it, I'm hoping to be up there Friday. If not, uh, we do have a a whole sponsorship, so we will be uh, recognized at least on one of the holes. So we'll do our best and, uh, we look forward to uh, getting really close to the start of a uh, WCHL slash ACHA
3: hockey season within the month. And, and make sure you set some money in the budget for uh, for Colorado Buffalo's broadcast this year. We can send them a penny or five cents or ten cents so we can get uh, Ice Time Hockey Southwest or promote, promote the at A-C-H-A underscore I-T-H-S-W Twitter handle. Uh, well, from and, now
2: on, I'm going to put our Venmo stuff up there and they can send money to us. <laughs> <laughs> that works too. <laughs> whatever, whatever works. All right, take it away, my friend.
3: Club Hockey Southwest Weekly was brought to you by Boost Mobile. Whether it's a new phone for yourself or child's first phone, go to BoostMobile.com and click on Deals and to find the phone that's right for you. Caesars Entertainment, wherever you're bound, there's bound to be a Caesars resort across the U.S. or worldwide. UNLV Hockey, play ACHA D1 Hockey in Hockey Mad, Las Vegas. Go to RebelHockey.com and see if the bright lights and championship mindset is for you. By OxyPal, the all-natural way to take the funk out of your sports equipment or your office at OxyPal.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Minutes from Allegiant Stadium. Be it a loaded in Vegas dish or a rack of ribs, this is barbecue, Las Vegas style. Buy Summer Skates. Summer's here, and the ice is going to need some help. Get your personalized koozies and more. Go to IceTimeHockeySW.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. The University of Arizona, ACHA D1 Hockey, home of the two-time defending WCHL champions. By M-Drive, supplements to fuel your drive. Visit mdriveformen.com and refine your prime with M-Drive. And by Behind the Mask, in the net, up the ice, or in line, serving the Arizona hockey community and beyond since 1994. See us at behindthemask.com. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly and all the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network.
2: Very well done, my friend. Our thanks to uh, the commissioner of the Western Collegiate Hockey League, Chris Perry, for joining us tonight, and also to Danny Roy, the head coach of the ACHA D1 Grand Canyon University Lopes, for uh, talking some Lopes hockey with us tonight, too. Stay tuned uh, Sunday night for uh, College Hockey Southwest Live and all of our great shows, the Quad Pod of Hockey Podcasts, uh, Sunday through Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time, live on the Podbean app. We'll say goodnight. Little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. De Niro, good night, everybody.
3: Be safe, everyone. We'll talk to you next week.